Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 73 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter 67 through 71, where Razor challenges our heroes to a game of deadly dodgeball. Yeah, you remember Razor and Laser and Blazer from that movie about dodgeball? I realized this during this episode, and I was just like, holy shit, somebody named Ben Stiller has been watching some anime. Yeah! Let's jump in. Oh my god. (laughs) When I fucking when I fucking realized that when I was watching these episodes, I was just like, oh my god, this is my favorite fucking thing. And he also looks like he could be like one of those big giant macho guys from like the actual team from the show, the movie Dodgeball. Yeah, it's probably. I guess Dodgeball came out first, though, right? Because this anime is from 2011, and yeah, these episodes would be more than a year was the in. Remake. Yeah, I know. So he's got to have been like the fan of the original, or maybe the manga itself. Yeah, he was down for the manga, obviously. I have been jonesing to read the manga because I, I feel good. like we're going to be kind of giving away free sponsorship here. But I know that Shonen Jump um, has has like an American site and version, and it it seems like you can read the manga for free on there some of the time, and you can also do like a subscription to get access to their backlog. And I have been considering it because I really want to read Hunter x Hunter because it's super good, and I want to see what happens after the uh, show ends and I've heard a lot of people talking about what's been going on and the arc that it's leading up to. And it sounds amazing. And I'm yeah, the, really excited. The, new, the newest arc that's in the manga right now that's current is fa- fucking fantastic. It's is it the dark the continent arcs. or are they still building to that? So they are still on the boat towards the dark confident. Uh, <sighs> I want to know everything. It sounds awesome. And I am being sorely tempted. I already have a Marvel Unlimited subscription, and I can barely keep up with the pace that I want to set for that. So I don't really want to add another comic subscription, but I might. <laughs> yeah. The other, but... not an ad, but an ad kind of on accident, but they are not paying us, so don't consider this an ad, is that Crunchyroll right now is running their anime awards for the year of 2018. So if you have been watching a lot of current anime um, and you have opinions about it, go check out the Anime Awards. The voting is open. I just checked it, but we're recording on a Tuesday, and this episode doesn't come out on a Sunday, so I'm assuming it's still available. But uh, if you're interested, go check it out right away. Make sure that you vote, and uh, you can choose things like Best Protagonist, Best OP, that kind of stuff for Crunchyroll's yeah. Awards. Yeah, but I mean, like that being said, it might just be a vote Hero Academia. You know, <laughs> I, I looked, I saw, uh, I, I was looking around for when it expires and I couldn't find that, which is why I can't say for sure if it's going to still be running when you guys hear this. But, uh, I saw they had the best protagonists, um, it, like most of the options were collapsed. Uh, but the best protagonist was the first one and I didn't see any recognizable shows on there. I, I know some of the names of the shows, but it's nothing I've watched or heard about. So my hero was not included there. Although I know like best fight scene is one of the options and 
Uh, there's plenty of categories where I could see my hero showing up and doing very well, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the first category. Yeah. Anyways, uh, with that being said, uh, there's a couple of other things that came out this week. Um, the spoileristy fucking uh, uh, preview for a Marvel movie that I've seen in a long time came out, which is the fucking new Spider-Man trailer. And it was just like, okay, so what you're telling us is this happens after fucking the last Avengers movie. So I shouldn't watch this preview unless I want some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want spoilers, don't watch it. <laughs> Cause I, like, uh, I didn't even know that had come out. Uh, I've yeah. seen some shit about people trying to deduce end game plot lines from new Captain Marvel trailers, but I, mm-hmm. I literally hadn't heard about that. And my, my Google feed generally knows that I am interested in Marvel. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty surprised. annoyed by it. I, did you watch the trailer? Yes. <laughs> I have not. And I, uh, my official position, I've thought about it before because I knew that the trailer was coming out before Endgame. And my official position was I'm not going to watch the trailer, but I know that I'll break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you've met you before, but. Yeah, I, I have met me once or twice, and I am weak when it comes to things that I'm really fucking excited about, which includes yeah. pretty much all superhero things ever. Yeah. But anyways, so that's happening, you guys. Um, the other uh, semi-spoiler thing that's happening is that uh, uh, they are trying to convince people without the other trailers for Ultron, uh, the newest uh, Avengers movie Endgame. coming out, Endgame, that people are speculating that there is Wolverine in this movie, and I was <sighs> just like, uh, show me, show me him in an Avengers trailer and then we can have a conversation about it because uh, as far as I'm concerned like unless you're gonna do like a actual fucking team up where all of a sudden you know uh, you know these mutants that nobody has talked about the entire time they've been doing the all of the Marvel Universe because they couldn't beforehand suddenly is a main character inside of one of these movies I'm like you gotta you gotta show it to me first yeah, I don't I don't know about that. If he's in it, I would expect it to be in the post-credits tag rather than as an actual part of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear based on how uh, Infinity War left off that they are building up to an original Avengers team up for the last time. And there's definitely other characters around, like Ant-Man features prominently in the trailer. We know that Rocket is on Earth at the end of Infinity War. There's stuff like that where there are probably other characters that are going to be involved and important. And it's not just going to be those guys from the first movie. But I think they're definitely taking center stage. And I think probably they don't want to introduce a major character like that during the action. So Mm -hmm. as to not, you know, slow their role or steal their thunder or whatever. Yeah, I it also, would also be like a like a massive upstage of Captain Marvel. Yes, absolutely, and also yeah, because she's definitely being set up to be important. That's why her movie comes out right before it, and mm. also why the end credits tag happened at the end of Infinity War. And yeah, the also Wolverine is a good character who has been kind of run into the ground. 
The X-Men yeah. movies turned out really to be more Wolverine than the X-Men movies. And he got his, he got, you know, two trilogies of movies in which he features at least as a cameo in all of them. Mm-hmm. And he got his own trilogy of movies. And the first trilogy was about him. He managed not to be the focus of attention in the second trilogy by some miracle, but he still showed up in all of them. And I yeah. guess he was kind of the focus of uh, Days of Future Past. And like, they are movies with wildly varying quality levels, but many of them are good. And yeah. many not of them too- are about him. X2 is one of my favorites. Days of Future Past is great. Logan is probably the best of the nine. And... Oh yeah, absolutely. With hands down, it's the best of all of them. Uh, with a, a cameo being said, that have you listened to that podcast yet? Um, Which... Because that that podcast might be the second best of the uh, of the fucking things that is about Wolverine that I've heard. That's like oh, a... the Long Night. Yes. Yeah, I've listened to all ten episodes. I'm very upset oh, that there's not God. more. It's uh, so good. It's a great Wolverine story. Wolverine has great stories, but what I like about the X-Men are the group, the X-Men. And also my favorite character is Cyclops, and he has been represented just atrociously every single time with a slight nod to Apocalypse being kind of a cool representation of him. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, it's just like I don't want another series of films where Wolverine is the thing. And yeah. I don't want to introduce mutants to the world using the character that has already been run into the ground. And I don't want that introduction of mutants when their central story is about teams like the X-Men, X-Force, X-Factor, Excalibur. They are all teams. And so it's annoying to see all of the teams be reduced to supporting cast for Wolverine. So while I don't think that that rumor is likely to be true, and I think that there are some interviews from Kevin Feige that suggest that it would not be true as far as their timeline for introducing the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, I don't want it to be true for that reason. And also, I don't want the X-Men universe to be in the MCU. I want it to be its own thing. (laughs) Yeah. With that being said, uh, let's jump into a different sort of team sport uh, with Hunter x Hunter and the introduction of... Ultimate dodgeball. (laughs) So uh, what has been happening? Hunter x Hunter is a sort of adventure story about a world that is kind of dominated, at least from our perspective, by these people called hunters. They are a generically powerful and adventurous group. They have to pass a very deadly and dangerous exam. Um, Our main characters have managed to do that. They are named Gon and Killua. They are two best friends around the age of 12. They are super energetic and fun and kind of take everything as a sort of game challenge, even though they can be... best friends. Yes, I love them so much. They have a great moment in one of these episodes that was just my favorite. Um, They are also able to be very serious when they need to be, and they are great anime protagonists in that they are particularly gifted in the magic system of the world. That's called Nen. It allows characters to do all kinds of cool shit. They have just powered up pretty significantly in their Nen, thanks to their teacher that they met in the game, Biscuit, who looks like a young girl but is actually in her 50s. Um, She is a proficient Nen user and trained them up quite a bit. They are currently in the middle of the Greed Island arc. Greed Island is a game created by Gon's absentee father, Jing. 
Jing is basically Gon's entire motivation. He wants to become a hunter, get stronger so that he can get his father's attention and someday meet up with him and kind of get a feel for why uh, he was abandoned. Um, Jing is the progenitor of this game, Greed Island, which we have now learned is actually part of the real world. It's just kind of kept away from it and given special game-like rules based on a complicated system of Nen. Um, the Greed Island's basic gameplay has to do with gaining these specific cards. There are 100 of them, and they vary in levels of challenge. Uh, nobody has managed to beat the game yet. I believe the game ceases to exist when the game is beaten the first time. And so our crew is trying to collect all the cards so that they can beat the game and hopefully learn something about Jing in the process. Um, there is somebody running around in the game, um, sort of tangential to what our heroes are doing. His name is Genthru. He also has two lackeys with him that uh, have been named, but it doesn't matter. They are collectively the Bomber, who is a mysterious uh, assassin that has been exploding people periodically throughout the game. Uh, we have learned their identity. I believe our heroes have also learned it at this point. And they are kind of coming to a head. There's going to be an inevitable clash between them, but not this time. They are going to be focusing on gaining some very powerful and hard-to-get cards in the meantime. Uh, that pretty much brings you up to speed on this arc. The last little bit of information you need to know, if you don't already, is Hisoka. He is an important character from earlier arcs of Hunter x Hunter, and we've seen him running around in this one. He is a creepy, pervy clown guy who is also a super powerful warrior. He's taken a particular interest in Gon because Gon has such powerful potential. They have fought once before in Heaven's Arena and have not met their uh, final conflict in which Hisoka has kind of uh, insinuated that he will kill Gon because Gon hasn't uh, blossomed enough powerful-wise and Hisoka wants a good fight. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump into episode 67, uh, 15x15. Uh, we're going to be going through episode 71 today, um, and that's uh, that's so that we can cover the entire dodgeball arc um, yeah. that's going to be inside of this. But one of the things about this is that like we're going to kind of blitz through a couple of the episodes here pretty quickly. Um, yeah, the last but, three are pretty much a single continuous story. Correct. Um, but the big things about this is that um, when we talk about like these episodes, it might sound like they're n they're full of like fluff or not information. Um, these episodes are full and ripe with um, amazing amazing buildups, um, amazing timing that's in the episode. Yeah. You watch these episodes literally grip to the edge of your seat, especially episodes 68 through 71. Um, so 67 is going to be the buildup episode, um, and we're going to get a, a little bit of information on like what's happening, uh, where the bombers are, uh, what's going on with them, and why everything has to move forward at a rapid pace now. Yeah, these are some of the best episodes of the show. Like, Spencer and I were speaking before we started recording, and we're both pretty convinced that these are our favorite episodes so far. These might be my favorite episodes of all. They are definitely some of the ones that stand out the most in my mind. 
and I really love them. They are also just great, especially the last three are a really good amalgam of everything you want from a shonen anime. They involve a great combat sequence, even though it's not directly fighting. They involve clever usages of cool powers. They involve a power-up sequence and a the introduction of a new technique from our protagonist. They also involve great character growth moments and sort of emotional catharsis moments. These are stacked, excellent episodes. So... Mm-hmm. They start off with these first two episodes, which are kind of building to that confrontation. And we're going to see, first of all, we're kind of checking in with Gen through the bomber. He and his team have basically pulled off a heist. They're utilizing the cards in the game to give themselves abnormally high luck, in which, which they then translate to stealing um, some of these named cards that you need to get to win Greed Island from some mm. other players. Mm. Yeah, so what they're going to be using is there's a there's a card um, that's inside of the game that uh, is a lucky dice. If you roll it and you happen to get the unlucky side of it, you will get all the bad luck put upon you. It's usually like it explodes on you and it kills you. Yeah, you will um, die. So, so there's also a card in the game apparently that lets you steal a random card um, or a couple of random cards uh, from somebody else's binder that you use the spell on. Um, so they roll the lucky dice after sneaking up on these people, um, that are out in the middle of, you know, doing a deal with, uh, these characters. Um, and they get, uh, a lot of their cards stolen. Some of them are very rare. Um, and then they, after they steal, the bombers all steal these cards. They fly away using, um, one of the other card spells abilities. Um, it's then revealed that they had also used an ability to mask these two random people's faces, uh, so that they could be like a part of the heist, uh, because like the two other mad bombers are hiding underneath, uh, like some sod inside of a field and sneak up on these guys. And I was like, wait a minute. These are all Nen users, and nobody realized that, like, there's two people running up behind them. It's just like, yeah, you can hide your Nen, but also, like, they're running through grass. I don't know yeah. if you've ever listened to people running through grass, but it makes a sound. It's just, so, uh, you have to chalk it up to the lucky dice, because they are given absurd luck here. And that yeah. that's the only explanation, which thankfully works within the rules established for the universe. Um, yeah. We're also going to see at the very beginning of the episode, I didn't even take notes on it because it happened so quickly, but there's like a montage of Gone and Kilowatt and Biscuit getting a lot of the cards they need. So they yeah. are, they're sort of nearing the end of their game as well. And Kilowatt basically is like thinking how they can get other value cards. And he realizes that there are a lot of players in the game who have decided that the game is not for them. And they're trying to get the leave card, which allows you to exit the game. And yeah. In order for them to get it, there might be kind of a bottleneck effect as far as the leave card being available. There's this town where you can go and buy cards, and Killua basically deduces that they should go there and try to trade the leave cards that they've got for some rare cards that these other people may have picked up kind of by chance during their time in town. And um, they do this with a decent amount of success. They manage, I think, to get four rare cards in exchange for three leave cards. 
Yeah, so it ends up being, like, a good idea to go to this place. They also then get contacted uh, by a another group of hunters uh, that's in this game, and they're trying to stop Ginthru. Um, they uh, go and they talk to these people. They find out that most of them are actually victims of the ma- Mad Bomber. They yeah, they didn't realize that they were until uh, Gon starts explaining it to them. Well, Killua explains it to them, but only after ransoming the information for some cards. Yeah, he um, gets angry angry at one woman because she doesn't believe they can be helpful because they're children and don't know some of the game's rules. Yeah. Um, they also, it's important to point out this group wants to stop Genthru from winning. They don't know that he's the bomber until Gon and Killua reveal that information to them. Yeah. Um, so, 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 they are gonna um they're gonna find out all this information. They're gonna find out all about the cards in a cutaway sequence uh, that we don't get to see. Um, you also get to and see we don't Gon to being... See. Yeah, you also see uh, Gon becoming best friends with everybody around him because it's Gon. Um, yeah, and that is his being, Yeah, Killua being annoyed because he's like, you should have basically ransomed them for more information. Yeah. Um, the last thing that they're going to learn is that um, they have a super, super rare card that nobody, uh, not very many people uh, uh, other than themselves have, and that there is another card that nobody has gotten before. It's number two. It's called uh, like a a uh, strip of beach something um, like that and, yeah yeah and they're going to go try to find it but in order to get it they're given a little piece of information about how they have to get these pirates out of this village and that takes us to episode 68 pirates x and x guesses um this episode is uh fantastic and also gross um <laughs> yeah we'll, it we'll, is We'll see. Uh, we'll see some moments where, uh, which are just fantastic story building. Which is they they go and they uh, they talk to these other members because they realize that like there's fifteen of them, and because they came into this village and nobody else has gotten in before, it must be that like you have to have over fifteen people to get this event to start inside of the game. Uh, kind of like how you have to like a specific checkpoint or experience level inside of an RPG to get past a point. So you have to have 15 people in your party, basically, to activate this event. Um, they uh, they have, like, a little bit of a back and forth uh, with these pirates that are inside of this building. Um, it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be kind of crazy. Um, the first thing that happens is there's, like, this huge fat guy that starts a fight... Uh, and he starts, uh, he's, he lights this circle of fire around himself and he's like basically starting a sumo match except for with fire. Um, one of the people that joins the thing is just like, all I have to do is knock you out of the ring. So he jumps up to get him. But the guy that's the sumo wrestler, like holds him over the fire and instead of knocking him out of the ring, just lights his foot on fire. And so gone has to jump up, punch him in the face and then lands outside of the ring. So gone loses and also this other guy loses because he was saved but he fell out of the ring so killua is like fuck this i'm gonna take care of this really quickly i can definitely get this guy out of the ring and i did not remember how this went and i definitely thought killua was just gonna be way stronger than this like strongman dude that had failed and it is not the case at all he actually is just brutally clever so he grabs some like high uh, alcohol content liquor and just pours it on this dude dude's head and lights it on fire so that he screams and runs around and goes out of the ring and it's brutal and awesome and kind of hilarious and i love it yeah 
Yeah. So, so because they defeated this guy, they're able to be taken to their boss, which is going to be the aforementioned Razor. Uh, Razor is going to challenge uh, them and their team uh, to a uh, uh, a battle of different sports contests with him and his other pirates. Um, there is a fantastic first one that comes up, which is a boxing match between a Nin user and also um, one of the pirates, which happens to be another Nin user. Um, there is this volley of blows that he throws um, that throw his... Um, that throw his nin out in front and you think he completely has the upper hand until all of a sudden he gets knocked out and gone and Killua are just like, Oh, I, um, that was just like one hit. They went, he went down and everybody else was like, what happened? And they were like, you didn't see that. Yeah. Oh God. If you didn't see that, you are not going to be able to stand up to these people because what the Nin user that was inside of the ring that was getting beaten up or looks like he was getting beaten up did is he had an ability to literally teleport his fist in mid swing underneath the other fighter's jaw and knock him out by punching him like through his teleported area. It was, it's really cool. It's great, and uh, it also serves as the second indicator after the first one being the sumo match that these guys, it's not that they're not strong, they're just nowhere near strong enough and proficient enough in Nen to to accomplish these sports tasks. Uh, There's a moment before the sumo match earlier that... um, the strong guy like charged up his Nen to make himself stronger. And Killa was just like, wow, he did a lot of effort just to get that strength. Like he's really wasting effort here, you know? Yeah. Um, so they have determined that they are wildly outclassed by the pirates. And so gone Killua and biscuit all get together to throw their matches, which they proceed to do. Then the, the group of 15 meets outside of the, uh, outside of the, the contest area they've been defeated and they are basically all like, well, this is a challenge that's really hard and you need a group of 15. So the bomber and his team of three, they can't get it. And that was our goal was to get it so that we could protect it from them. We didn't get it, but we know it's protected from them. So we're done here and we're all going to leave and pretty much everybody, but one extra guy leaves. So they're down to four people. Yeah. Um, so the, the next thing that they figure out is they, they need to find somebody who's very strong. So they realize that um, uh, Crollo is in the game, or the name Crollo is in the game as somebody that they had seen before. Yeah, uh, that's the leader of the tra- Phantom Troop. So if you want to learn yeah. more about that, go listen to those episodes. Yeah, so they are going to teleport themselves over to where the person naming himself Crollo is. It turns out it's Ahsoka, and he's hella nude. Um, he has been uh, uh, bathing, and they're going to walk up on him, and he's going to turn around fully nude and just expose himself at them. Um, Gon and Killua are both like, what the fuck is this? Um, and it goes over to Biscuit at one point, and she's like drooling in the she's scene. Lusty. And I was like... And I was like, I was like, that's a good spin on, um, on like fan service for the ladies. (laughs) It's great. It's, it is for the gays. It's a creepy (laughs) moment because Hisoka is creepy. He, so we've discussed this a lot on the show and we're not going to get into it, but real high level, real quick. If you don't know right now, Hisoka is kind of shown to be sort of a pervert. He has, uh, he behaves in ways that are kind of sexual predatory and as far as the show is concerned, it seems like that is mostly 
sort of a fetishization of people who are strong and not an actual literal sexual desire. Uh, and he does not seem to have actually acted on any of this, but it is super fucking creepy and uncomfortable to watch. And this is kind of part of that, but it is definitely blunted by Biscuit finding him to be super attractive. And yeah. that's pretty funny. There are They are basically going to talk to Hisoka about how um, they need his help for this contest because they're trying to grab another group of 15. And Hisoka... His plan, the reason that he's at Greed Island, is because he and the other Phantom Troop members are looking for someone who can remove the block that Kurapika put on their leader, Krolo. And the reason Hisoka wants that is because he wants to fight Krolo. And he had this taken away from him when Kurapika removed Krolo's ability to use Nen. But he doesn't want them to know this because he's worried that they will try to stop him. And while that would be interesting, it would be less interesting than the fight between him and Krolo. So he lies and says that basically they are trying to find this person and that someone who knows where that person is is in Greed Island. And the troop members are looking for him. And Hisoka has taken Krolo's name to... um, to try Hopefully and get them to contact with the rest him. of the troop members. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be hiding the fact that he is lying about trying to meet them because he has already and met with the other uh, Phantom troop members. He's also um, playing dumb about how the game works. Yeah. So there's also a great moment where Biscuit turns around and she's talking to them about this, um, but she shows in her it, like she writes in Nin between her hands that he's lying, um, and it's just a it's a great moment uh, that. If you're looking from behind, you would completely believe that she was not doing this. Um, so it's it's a really good like feint. Um, there's also going to be a little bit of back and forth where they talk. They go to this town that's full of cliches. Um, I love this uh, town. It's they yeah. don't go there for very long, and it's not that important. But my favorite, it's the town. It's the city of love, and it is basically designed so that all these NPCs will go through cliched meet cutes constantly. So there's one girl who drops her books. There's one girl who runs into one of the characters and, like, drops her stuff. And there's one girl who's being, like, robbed. And it's just yeah. all these different cliched ways for people to meet women and to, uh, and to like, become heroes or, or tick their boxes and fall in love. And also Biscuit, there's stuff for the ladies, too, because Biscuit is being totally taken in by this, like, male NPC who thinks that her hair is beautiful and wants to, like cut it for her to admire it or whatever <laughs> it's hilarious yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways that happens there's a little bit of uh uh Killua realizing that um he is probably lying about what's going on so he wants to see the book um it, that um that will show them all the different people that he has met so he'll see if if he hides the book away from Gone and Killua, it's because he's lying to them and he has met the Phantom Troop members, but then he shows it to Gone anyways, and Killua's sort of taken aback, and then he's like, well, it looks like they haven't met. It turns out that um, that uh, Hisoka was hiding it, though, with his ability, um, which, if you'll remember, can hide things that are um, underneath his nin. Um, he can basically turn it into looking into some, looking like something else if he keeps his nin focused on it. Yeah. Um, so it's a cool happens, trick. Yeah, it's not. It's not, not super relevant. Insanely important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna go into episode sixty nine. Ax heated x showdown. This is going to be where um we 
we sort of ramp up into the battle sequence. Um, first, we're going to, uh, I think it's Tesgera or Tesgera. I think it's Sesgera, I think. Sesgera. Yeah, so he is uh, the guy We've that We've met him is, before. He's friendly with Gon and Killua. Yeah, so he's the one that was trying to test them to begin with to get inside of the game. Um, they He is also trying to win the game, so he's been trading with the Mad Bombers, and he was just robbed by the Mad Bombers in order to, you know... So he's having kind of like a spit match with them. Um, and so um, Gon and Killua meet up with them, and they're like, hey, we know that you're pretty strong. Um, we want to team up with you to go get this card. If we clone this card, we can each have one of these cards and finish the game. Um, so he's like, okay, um, I'll team up with you. Um, but they have to make sure that he is strong enough to fight with them. So he does the thing where he like hovers in midair off of his Nen. Um, and they're gone and Killua because they've never done this before. Um, obviously have to do it. Um, and so they do it way higher and way faster than he learned how to do it. It is he hilarious. Realizes, he, he realizes he how unmatched he is immediately. And yeah. the kill was like, that was a like pretty good jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he, they're, they're going to have him do this test. And he's like, he does it. It's impressive, but it's not his height. And he thinks to himself like, oh, my maximum height's actually a little higher than this. And they immediately are just like, that looks fun and jump. And then they like, Sesgera is talking to like Biscuit and the other characters about their plan. And just in the background, Gon and Killua are just jumping and having a contest to see who can jump the highest. And it's, it's adorable. And it's the perfect friendship. And I love them. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's going to be a couple more contests where they're going to shoot basketballs and also have another boxing competition. And they're going to, you know, their team members are winning pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. They but, fill out their team. So there's like eight of them or whatever that are like the real nine. Uh, nine yeah. Yeah. There's says Gera and he's got like two or three people with him and gone kilo a biscuit. There's the dude that stuck with them. There's Hisoka. And then they just pick up a couple of mooks because basically yeah. they're like, we can win just us. And that's our game plan. And the rest of the guys, we just need them there to have 15. Yeah. So, um, they, they're winning. They've won every single one of the matches so far, and they're really excited about it. Um, then there is this kind of breakdown in communication between Razor and his, uh, his team. They realize that they're, some of the pirates are like, we're losing. And the big fat guy that remember him from before is just like, fuck this. I'm going to, I'm going to drop out from being a pirate and I'm just going to take one of them outside and just beat the hell out of him because he, yeah, he wants revenge on, on Killua for lighting his head on fire. So Razor is going to show what the fuck happens when you fuck with a game master, um, which is he blows off this fat guy's head. He literally throws a ball of energy into the guy's head, fucking Dragon Ball Z style, and his head explodes. And there, you don't see it, see it, but you see like the the silhouette of it exploding, and then you see a body hit the ground, and then you just see a pool of blood coming up around him. And yeah. all of the people that are like um, here to challenge Razor are like, "Fuck this!" Especially the mooks that are like, "I don't have to compete, right?" And they're like. Well, I'm actually going to challenge you to dodgeball, which is eight different people have to match up against your eight. And some of your good fighters have already teamed up against me, so they can't be in it. So you need two more people. And all of these mooks are like, fuck this! And they run away. <laughs> yeah, so luckily, one of the guys that says Gara brought with him 
can create two ape-like beings out of Nen. And they have a cool ability we'll see in a second. And so that fills out their team. And that is legal because uh, Razor is battling... He is creating an eight-man team by himself. He is creating what's called a Nen Beast, which is basically summoning some sort of creature to be created out of your Nen. So he creates these seven other dodgeball players and fields the entire team himself. And they're also they're going to explain the rules of dodgeball. And it's pretty much just how dodgeball works normally. But there's a major difference that I think is really interesting, which is so you in a game of dodgeball, you might be able to come back in if your team catches it. That's not allowed here. You can only come back in the ring once per team. So it's a strategic decision of when to use the ability to come back. Well, you also have to switch out a character. Yeah. So you also have to switch out somebody that's on your team. The other thing about this dodgeball match is that even if you are knocked out of the ring, uh, you are still able to catch the ball and pass the ball. um, But you're not able to knock somebody out. Yeah. So there's still normal dodgeball rules where one team is on one side of the court, one team is on the other, and that's their zone. And you want to stay in that. But in addition to those, when you're knocked out, you are now in a zone that's outside of the ring and you're still playing. The goal is just to get the re- the other team out of their starting zone. But when they're knocked out, they're just knocked out of that zone. They're not knocked out of the game. And that's mm-hmm. a really cool, interesting challenge change to the dodgeball rules that makes it really cool. It makes me want to fucking play dodgeball. But yeah. also it allows for some interesting strategic elements to the game that we're going to see as the game kicks off. Okay. So um, Razor's team uh, looks like they are completely outmatched when you first start, because a lot of them are going to get knocked out pretty quickly. This turns out to be a ruse uh, so that he could get people out of the ring uh, so that he could pass them around in circles around the other characters and knock them out pretty quickly. We're going to see um, this all kind of runs together for me. Uh, so I'm going to give you the next couple of episodes uh, titles. Um, and th- this whole no, thing is going to be one dodgeball match. Yeah, yeah, that's, so that's the best way to do this. Episode 70, Guts and X Courage, is going to be, that's a 70 again, and 71, Bargain X and X Deal. So, um, there's going to be a, a sequence of events that happens that is one of my favorite uses of Nin so far, and I did not realize I was going to like it so much from a completely minor character that you are not going to see ever again. Yeah, I so think his name is Gorenu, yeah. but it's so, not super relevant. <laughs> Yeah, so he has an ability to his he has two gorillas. He has one white gorilla and he has one black gorilla. So the white gorilla, he has the ability to switch places with it. It's also a big giant gorilla, so it's probably pretty strong and can fight. The other thing that it can do is that the black gorilla can switch places with other people, not just himself. So he can like displace people, which is a fucking badass ability, by it's the way. It's a cool um, ability. I wish we could see it used in other situations because it's awesome yeah so um the white gorilla is going to have the ball thrown from razor super hard at its uh uh or gunrayu's face he is going to uh change positions with uh, the white gorilla so that it takes the hit instead of himself but he he realizes that he'll die 
Yeah, he is now outside the ring, and he is also fucking shook. Like, to the point where he is down on the ground, like, shaking, and he's just like, I don't know... I don't know if I should continue fighting with this guy because if I get hit by that ball, I'm going to die. Yeah, and this is essentially a minus two for our heroes because the gorilla has now been destroyed, so it's out, and Gorenu has put himself out of bounds, so he's out also. And so there's just the six of them in there, and our heroes are going to manage to get the ball, and they're going to have a sequence where Hisoka is hand, or Killua manages to get the ball. How does he do that? I don't remember. Razor Razor takes out two more of their players, I think, and then Killua gets the ball through being awesome. And then Hisoka is going to be handed it so that he can try to take them out. His ability um in addition to the texture surprise that he used earlier to trick them is bungee gum. And that allows him to sort of attach his nen as like a stretchy um string to something so he can control it and pull it back to him. So they're going to use this so that they can take the ball back after throwing it and make sure that the other team doesn't get it. Um, Hisoka manages to take out one of Razor's dupes and then he throws it at another one. And it's one of the ones that Razor has just thought to himself could be taken out by Hisoka's um, speed. But what he does to prevent that is he merges them into a single new character that is much bigger and stronger and is able to catch the ball and then wrench it from Hisoka's Nen so that Racer's team has it again. And they're like, wait a second, is that legal? And the ref is just like, well, yeah, they are still Nen creatures, and he actually now has one fewer player, so it's totally legal. Yeah, so um, then the ball is going to be given back to Razor. Razor is going to throw it at Killua. Um, uh, he is going to not hit Killua. Instead, um, he is going to spin the ball, and it goes around and then into um, uh, God. What is his name off the top of my head? I can't Hisoka? remember. Uh, no, 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 no. This is before that happens. Um, uh, Ginthru. Um, he hits Ginthru in the back. He knocks Ginthru out of the match. Ginthru, the only reason that he's able to block it at all is because he focuses Nin on his back. And he gets hit so hard that it feels like it basically breaks his back. So he has to go sit down with his other guys that have been knocked out at this point. Um, the next thing that's going to happen... Um, Biscuit also this... gets taken out in that sequence because the ball brushes against her clothes. No, no, no. That's the dodging. attack against Hisoka. Uh... Okay. Because before that happens, Gone is going to take a direct hit. Um, yeah. Gone is going to stop it, but not completely, and it ends up like hurting his head, um, and he takes like a cut on his head, and they're like, well, you should wait it out before you get back inside of the ring, uh, before you use the back ability um, to get back in. We should have like a meetup, so they ask if they can all go out of the ring to talk. They go talk about stuff, and then they come back inside of the ring. Yeah, um, Gone has basically tested whether or not he can catch it. And he almost yeah. does, and he is confident that he can catch it the next time. God. But he has been knocked back. He is determined to use back, and Biscuit is like, look, I know I can't talk you out of this, but what I'm going to talk you out of is using it right now. You need to wait until we're down players, and then we can use it at a strategic time. Yeah. Right before this happens, too, there's also the knockout of the Black Gorilla. We find out about the switching ability um, because he throws it at his Black Gorilla like he's going to do a pass. Um, instead, he uh, instead he switches places with um, 
with One Razor. Um, and well, Razor, um, he gets a direct hit in the face, but the dupes catch it. Um, so he ends up getting knocked out. They put it back to Razor, and then Razor hits. Um, fucking, uh, uh or whatever his name Gerenu. is, uh, he, so hard in the face that he's just like completely knocked out and his nin beast disappears. So that's what happens to him. Um, yeah. I'm sorry we're like, getting all mixed up on this. If he wakes up before the end of the match, he can resummon that black gorilla cause it was still in play, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the, the rest of this fight is, is pretty sweet. Um, there's another, uh, throw from Razor that curves away from Hisoka, uh, or away from, um, uh, Killua. Killua. Uh, Killua dodges right, which is important. I'll explain in a second. Um, it goes towards Hisoka. Biscuit also, uh, she dodges it except for her dress, which takes a hit. Um, and then Hisoka, um, Hisoka gets, uh, uh, hit as well, but he's able to stop it. And then it turns out that her her dress got hit, and so she gets knocked out. Yeah, blah blah counts, blah. Biscuits which out sucks of sucks because her dress is hella poofy. But um, yeah, Gon uses back, so now they have used their back. Nobody else can come back in the ring. The only three people left are Gon, Killua, and Hisoka. Um, yes. So Gon is like, I need to launch this thing at Razor as hard as possible. And he has been training in a new ability. We kind of learned a little bit about that last time. Um, he has based this ability on the game Rock, Paper, Scissors, and this is called Rock. So he essentially charges up all of his energy into his fist and then punches. And it's yeah. super strong, explosive punch. But this time he's going to punch the dodgeball at Razor. Well, actually, he's going to uh, throw it right. the he, first I guess he tests time it first one, on of, one the of the dudes. beasts. Yeah. yeah, so the Nen Beast gets knocked out of the ring, but it doesn't break the Nen Beast in half or hurt him really at all. It just knocks him back so much that he's outside the ring. So Gon's like, fuck this, I need to do it even harder. So he does it again, this time summoning a lot more power, and everybody, like, the lights are flickering and stuff, and everybody's just like, oh, it's shit, cool. this is a lot of this power. This is the way to do a power-up sequence in anime. Yeah. So he hits it out of Killua's hands again, and it goes into Razor. Razor uh, bumps it up into the air and then catches the ball, and then they call for a timeout so they can figure no, he, out what they're going to do. He doesn't catch it because Hisoka gets it back using his bungee gum. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, well, so no, he he has, though, blunted the, blow, he, the, the uh, throw by bunting it, like in volleyball, rather than catching it or dodging it because it was so fast and powerful that he wasn't able to do either of those things. And that's important. Um, yeah. Because Hisoka retrieves the ball, um, Razor is called out, and he is forced to use back. So now both teams have used back, and we're down into the end game. Mm -hmm. So the there's, there's one other sequence where Razor is going to throw it at them again. Um, he's going to throw it at them so hard that they have to like do a team up move, um, where, uh, Hisoka is going to use bungee gum to catch. Gon is going to catch with his hands and then Killua is going to brace them so that they can take the hit. This is before the final hit. So I, I, I think we're getting a little bit mixed up. This is one of those times where I'm well, going to tell you to watch the, the final the fucking hit. That sequence. was, yeah, that was when they forced him to use back. They still have to do the yeah. final. 
fucking watch this sequence of episodes. It's good. I, I know I know we mention it a lot. We're getting a little bit jumbled, but you should watch these fucking episodes so you can watch them in order. It's a great build up. Uh we're not doing it complete justice by explaining it. Um and there's a lot of conversation that they have about yeah. like respect in power, respect in what these kids can do, understanding like who Gon is as the son of Jing and um, how he was, uh, Razor was told by Jing that he needs to not hold back if he's going to fight against his son. Um, we're going to learn why that's important in this last episode. Um, but first we have to see the best power up so far, which is gone using all of his possible strength to throw it and hit, um, a Razor. He's going to hit Razor so hard that it pushes him out of the ring. Um, no, and he doesn't. He hits it so hard that Razor has to bunt it again. Oh, yeah, that's right. And instead yeah. of bunting so he, it forward, he yeah, bunts it back he, at gone. <laughs> he bunted it up last time. His only cha- He is like, I have to trick them. I'm going to bunt it back at gone. And I've learned enough about gone that he will not be happy winning by a dodge. And he is not, he's no longer strong enough to catch it or dodge it. So he's going to get knocked out by this. And then I just have to take out the other two. But unfortunately for him, Gon literally put everything he had into that last hit and passes out, which happens to cause him to dodge. And yeah. then th- the ball is flying to out of bounds, which will cause them to win because nobody is there to catch it. Except Hisoka is like, well, we all know that Gon's not going to be happy if this flies out of bounds and that's how we win. He won't be happy unless we win in a proper way. So he catches the ball and says, is like, what the fuck are you doing? We're about to win. But he catches it using his Nen, which is the bungee gum. And he uses it like a bungee cord to snap it back at uh, Razor. Razor is like, okay, well, I just have to hit it back. We're just going to trade blows and I'm going to come out on top. But bungee gum not only stretches, it also adheres. And so when Razor catches it, it sticks to him. And because he can't bunt it back, the forward momentum pushes him out of the ring and allows them to win. Yeah, it's a fucking great sequence. Um, after this, uh, and we find out that uh, that they have won, um, there's a conversation between Razor and Gon. And I think this is the, my favorite part out of all of these episodes. There is this explanation of like why Razor has to to really respect Gon and had to go all out against him. And he shows that his hand is bloodied from taking like this fight back and forth to deal with Gon. And he explains that he not only were these other pirates actual uh, criminals in the real world, so was he. And nobody took him seriously inside of the real world. And he was looked down upon and he committed crimes because he was uh, like a derelict to the world. And Jing treated him like a human being and he took him in and he gave him a reason to live. Yeah, and he it's says a fantastic he says like, moment. All you need. He, he was like, your father taught me that all you need is for one person in the world to believe in you to like validate you. And it was it's a really lovely thought. And mm-hmm. he, then he reveals to Gon that he that his dad is not on Greed Island and he doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Um, but, so the last thing that's going to happen in these episodes um, is 
is uh, they're going to get that card. Um, it's going to be copied. Um, then they're going to get a call from the Mad Bombers who tell them all about how they're going to try to kill them and they've killed some of their other friends already. Yeah, um, they basically God- killed the group of 15 that they were with that had abandoned them after their first unsuccessful attempt. Yeah, they're the and fucking they're like, worst. They're talking to Sesgaro, who they have misinterpreted as the most powerful and the leader of the group. They think that because of this, he will have the original version of the card rather than a copy, and that's the one they want. Which, as far as I can tell, is just kind of a mark of pride. And so he, Genthru, is going to challenge, says Garrett, to meet them somewhere and make a trade. If he doesn't, they're going to try and take the card from him by force. Gon is pissed and immediately cuts in on the conversation and challenges the bombers to come and fight and them right him. then and there. <laughs> And they're like, get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> yeah. So they calm gone down and then they, uh, they reach an accord, which is if they run away and they run the other way, they can probably last for a week. Um, and, and, uh, without dealing with this and they can, they can try to get away from the mad bomber for at least a week. And, um, they can promise them this without anything coming to harm. But they're like, we'll give you three weeks, though, to recover if you uh, agree to trade us, give us one of your cards if we do this for you. And they're basically saying, like, we're going to put our lives on the line for three weeks if um, if you uh, agree to give us this card. And I think what they're trying to give away is when you leave the game and you have a copy of a card, the copy disappears. Um, so they, they are saying like, if we do this, we can probably hang out for a week. And then when they get close to us, we'll just leave the game and those copies will disappear. But then they will know that you have the real version and they will come after you. But they're saying, we're going to put our lives on the line and we're going to fight against these assholes for three weeks. And that's how long we think that we can survive. And then you'll give us a really expensive card or a hard to get card. And, and the, we'll the all, point we'll of all the be... three weeks is that Killua has been injured and he needs to heal. But also, yeah. says Gara recognizes that Killua and Gon are stronger than him. And he's like, we don't have a chance of beating the bomber, but you might. And you are not going to win this game without confronting him. So you're going to have three weeks to prepare your strategy, pick your battleground, give yourself as much of an advantage as possible so that you can beat this guy. Yeah. So that's where we leave off. Uh, Next time we're going to get the end of the arc for Green Island. And uh, join us after the credits and we'll talk about what's coming up next. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater episode four through eight, where our team is going to fight against Dr. Frankenstein. It's actually pronounced Frankenstein, Blake. It's actually pronounced Balake. Balake.